0: The Daily Tap is live for Friday. We have a great show today. We are going to get a little personal. We're going to talk about my love letter to the city of Milwaukee, as this is my last podcast that I'll be taping in the city of Milwaukee. The run is over. I'm heading out to the Burbs. We'll talk about that. We'll also do a betting preview. We'll talk about Packers and Buccaneers. We'll also discuss Badgers and Ohio State in that order. I won't talk probably about the other games this week. There's, I mean, it's a good weekend, I'll be honest. Um, maybe just some observations at the end, just overall, um, versus kind of breaking it down like we did, just because I know it's a long one and I am taping late. Before we get going, I uh, just wanted to remind you guys that we are on all the social media platforms, Tapping the Keg on Twitter, Tapping the Keg Sports on Instagram and TikTok. Apologize for not a ton on TikTok. Uh Today, uh, we had a lot of moving stuff going on, so I wasn't as dialed in on it, Um, so that's been the first time in a long time where we had a full day of no TikTok, so I apologize for that, um, but I hope to get back on the feet, hopefully get something up tomorrow morning uh, before our movers get here, and that'll be good, so we'll get going there. Uh, also, make sure that you're rating and reviewing if you're already subscribed. I really appreciate it. Also, if you're just listening to this, um, I'm posting this on everywhere. Uh, this is one that I'm probably gonna do all the time. I'm gonna try not to cry. I'm already getting a little bit emotional with it. Um, so, if I'm gonna cry on this podcast, at least you could do a subscribe. Uh, and if some of you are new and so you didn't know I did this, um, yeah, surprise. Uh, I. Keep it a little private. Um, I don't share it on Facebook as much as I used to, but this will be one that I share on Facebook uh, pretty much across the board because I want I want you to listen. I want you to enjoy it, and I think it's something that we all can relate to. All right, let's begin. So yes, as I mentioned, this is my last time being in the city of Milwaukee and taping a podcast. It's kind of ironic that I'm taping this at one o'clock in the morning, uh, way too late. Uh, I used to tape podcasts at this time all the time. When I was younger, I was with my roommate Mike at the time. I would tape podcasts very, very late and it really wouldn't affect me. I'd get done at like 1.30, two o'clock. I'd you know, post you know, links and shit like that. I'd have blogs going and I'd go to work and I had no problem with it. And it was something I did pretty frequently. Then as I continued to get older and took care of my body, I was really heavy for a while and I was like, I have to lose weight and do all the things I need to do. Can't be eating chopsticks every Friday and Saturday night. I don't think it was every, it wasn't back to back. It was only once a weekend, but still, the point remains, right? It wasn't great. And so then I I started to tail back, but it's fitting that we end with a a 1am podcast in Milwaukee. And... Leaving the city for the suburbs is something that I think we all do. I think we all naturally migrate out of here. Whether we nat, whether we migrate to the North Shore, whether we migrate to Brookfield or to Wauwatosa or to New Berlin or or even further, you know, whether it be a Heartland or an Oconomowoc or a Germantown, we all leave at some point. Some people stay. Some people stay their entire life, and more power to them. But I do think that a lot of us look at being a homeowner and having that opportunity in one of these great suburbs as a real chance. And I knew it was time. And even though I know it's time, it still in a weird way makes me incredibly sad. And it's not that I'm sad that I'm starting this new adventure with my wife. I'm thrilled. I'm super excited. But I know that life will change. And I think we all hate change. Like. I think it's too cliche for us to say like, oh, I hate change. Oh really? Like all of us fucking hate change, all right? You're not any different than anybody else. That said, I think I do not handle change. It's worse than most. Like, you know, there's that clip, uh, that golf clip, where it's better than most, better than most. Like I'm the opposite, like worse than most. Like I just change when my routine gets out of whack. Like I'm just, I'm not the same person and I can get a little irritable. I can get a little cranky. I also too am a person who, when I get done with a vacation, like I want to unpack everything. Like I just want to get everything out, whether it's in the laundry, where it's back in my closet, back in my dresser, whatever it may be. Like I want that stuff happening instead of being like, oh, I'll just leave it here. So like the idea of having to unpack everything and get it in the way you want is that going to be the way you want the entire time? Or is that only gonna be the first generation of it? And then the second generation is gonna look different. And the third generation, the fourth generation. You know, obviously my wife and I hope to be at our house for a significant point in time, right? Like it's not something we're gonna be there for a year or two years and then get the fuck out. Like we're hopefully gonna be there for five to seven years if all everything works out. And there are a ton variables that are not even worth discussing. But going back to Milwaukee and leaving a city that I've been here for six years, it's crazy how much love I have for it when I didn't even wanna be here. I got done with college, I was 23. Um, I stayed a fifth year, shout out. Like, And I would recommend it to anybody, right? And there's a little context there. I won't bore you with the, all the details, but basically, I had like a full time job, like I had a thirty to thirty five hour a week job, and I was making like eight fifty an hour, and at that time that was pretty good money. Now, granted, this is two thousand and twelve, right? So I was like, all right, whatever, fuck it, I'll take an extra half semester. I'm so glad I did it, and would recommend people to stay in college as long as you can. And I was blessed. I I don't really talk about this because makes me seem like a silver spooner. It makes me seem like a privileged asshole, but my parents paid for my college, right? And I had that luxury and I'm very thankful that they did that. It was extremely generous of them. I try not to forget that. Um, But at the same time, it gave me that, that freedom to not need to get out of college or rush college. And that's for the better. And I think my grades honestly reflected that. But anyways, I left and I wanted to... Leave Like I just I just always thought that I was never going to stay in Milwaukee, that I was always gonna leave. I always wasn't gonna go somewhere else and find a new adventure and find something completely different for me. And that was always on the precipice. So I was interviewing everywhere and I wanted to work in sports because I love sports. I still do it today, but I wanted to work in sports. Like I actually wanted to be a part of a sports organization. I didn't really wanna be a journalist. Um, I got graduated with a broadcast journalism degree, but if I was gonna do journalism, it'd be like multimedia stuff, it'd be video. I think today, um, if I got if I got a degree in 2022 or 2027 even, 2020, 2017, that's what I meant, but like five years ago. I, I think that I would've done a lot more with social media. I think that I would've taken marketing classes even though My university, University of wisconsin Claire, shout out, uh, would not allow for like liberal arts, like major and minor, um, which is completely stupid. And that's just highlights some of the idiocracies of the education system is like, why couldn't I be a journalism and marketing major? Like I would've took full advantage of that. But again, I'm trying not, I'm trying really hard not to go on tangents because I could talk about this forever. And I want to get to the point of why I love this city so much, but I, I think the context is important. So I wanted to leave, but I was living at home and I had friends who were still in Milwaukee. I would go see those friends on random nights and just go drink and stay at their house. And I my parents were cool with that. I was living with them at the time and they were fine that I was going to stay. I didn't have a job. I truth transparently... Didn't get the best advice about like looking for a job. Like I was told, like get you know wait till after college and start looking for jobs, which I should have been looking in in February. But again, here nor there, we all we all have that. So, anyways, I'm starting to find some opportunities, and the Columbus Blue Jackets want to interview me for a ticket sales job. Um, so my dad and I drive all the way to Columbus. Uh, actually, it was a really nice city. I uh, was about six hours away. We stayed at a really shitty red booth inn, Uh, which I understand, you know, we're trying, my dad's paying for it. He's helping me out, interview prep, it goes well, I get the job and I freak out. Like I just start bawling. And I'm an emotional guy, I don't know if you know this, probably do, if you watch a review or anything like that. I just start crying because I was having so much fun in Milwaukee. And I never knew how much fun I ha- I could have in Milwaukee and I was like, "Like this isn't what I want to do. I don't want to just sell tickets." So I turned down that job, and and then I had another opportunity to work for Ohio State, actually in a football program. It's convenient that that's part of the discussion today when we talk Ohio State football. And I actually do think I get I get that job if I lived in the city state of Ohio. Uh, the guy called me back and was like, "Hey, I can't. We can't give you this job," which crushed me and sucked. But I stayed in Milwaukee. And I tried to make another run at it. I got a job offer again to work in Erie, Pennsylvania. $500 a month to be a, like a multimedia intern for the A team for the Tigers. Turned that down. I think that would have been actually a great time. I think I didn't know enough about Erie. Uh, Erie was a party city. Uh, Erie got after it. It was a lake town in the summers. At, or, yeah, it's a lake, right? Yeah. at Lake Erie, duh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, like I I I turned those down because I loved Milwaukee so much, and I enjoyed my time here. And people like Mitch, Murph, Henny, Twiggy, uh, all those guys, and then Sites, There's so many more. Um, Shannon, uh, Pat, Sam, like those, every there were so many people that br- brought me into Milwaukee that just said put their arm around me. Now, granted, a lot of them knew me before, but they just immediately gave me this big fucking hug and were like, you're one of us, man. You're part of this. My guy, Mike uh, Shackner, who I didn't shout out, he deserves it too, like he was another guy. It's like, hey, be part of this, be part of our group. And it was so special, it was so meaningful. And it really felt like college. Like my mom has admitted to me, I think it was like a year ago, less than a year ago, that she's like, "Yeah, you kind of acted like a college kid till like 27, a.k.a. like basically right when I met my wife Morgan. I met her when I was 26, and I'm now 34. So like we met eight years ago, whatever, do the math. And she's like, "Yeah, you you know you kind of lived the life of a college kid post college." And I'd push back that we all do, all right? Like 24 to 27 is is right there with like the last stage of the college. Like 24 to 27, you should live that the fuck up. You have all the right to make mistakes, to do dumb shit, not too dumb, but do some dumb shit. Get drunk all the time, have shitty jobs that mean absolutely nothing. Now something can turn into something great, I've had friends who are still at their same job, all right? So it can sometimes turn out to be something good, but it, it also is this thing of, you know, you are, you have this ability to just live your life for a while, and you're probably not dating anybody. You know, at the end tail end, obviously, i pick up a, gr- a girlfriend and now she's my wife when I was 26. But like you have that time to just do whatever the hell you want and seriously do that, take advantage of that. But also don't feel like you have to like leave to prove something. Because again, if you have a good friend group already here or people who know you, and maybe you fell out of touch in college because you went other places, they're probably gonna wrap their arms around you and let you in and bring you into that friend circle. And so, I think that gets lost sometimes. I think we are all addicted to being, I, well, it's the it's pendulum swung actually, I should rework that. Like for a while it was like, we are all addicted to growing up. And now I feel like everyone wants to stay young. I think people don't want to acknowledge that they are certain ages. Like as a 34 year old, like I really don't feel 34. Like I, I think I'm my wife's age, she's 30. I don't know if she wants me to say that on a podcast, but that's her nor there. Um and like I I just I don't know. I I truly truly like do not see myself in my mid 30s. I know people my age, a lot of my friends have kids. Um I'm one of the few who doesn't. But it it kind of doesn't fucking phase me. I'll be honest. Like it it's something that I hope to, you know, have and have that blessing, but I'm not run we're not running to have kids we've been married now for a little over a year and it's not been a high priority for us so and and like we were focused on the house first and i'm sure then that's going to be the next conversation and there's all these steps and there's a part of me that i push back on it and i wonder like is it too regimented is it like and like do i really want to leave milwaukee but like i'll be honest like you, more less and less of your friends are around. When I was twenty seven and I wasn't living here, and I would drive down, or at that time I think Uber was just getting popular, I would stay at you know our friend's house. Mitch, it was Mitch's house with Henny Twiggy, all those guys that were, were shot out earlier, and I would we they called it Area Fifty One. They had a couch, they are a bed, excuse me, in the back room, and I'd sleep there. Now there was stuff to do every Friday and or Saturday. A couple people were in town. It might not be the entire house, but it was likely that three out of five people were down to do something. And whether we'd go to North Avenue and go to Eastsiders, which it was starting to decline, but still was there. I mean, I had some great fucking nights at Eastsider. And, you know, obviously I had some friends that worked there. And But regardless, like that was a place we went. Or the Harp or Trinity or... McGillivray's brothers wasn't as popular as it is today, um, but Joe Cats, right? Um, we've we've done the whole retirement from Joe Cats thing. Like there were so many memories made in those years, and it made me just love being here. And I knew I had to get down here. And living here for six years has been so awesome. And to be so close to Brady Street has made me have an affinity for it. Uh, Mitchell always giving me a hard time how much I love Brady Street, but I do, man. It's hard not to, right? When I lived when I lived in my first place, I was 10 to 15 minutes away from it. Um, my place now that I'm leaving tomorrow, I'm 10 minutes away. I got super bummed out last Saturday. Um, my wife didn't want to stay out. We were at the burger game, drank a good amount. Like I was feeling good. Like I was kind of like at that, you know, that point, where you probably can't operate a machine, a vehicle, but you're not necessarily drunk. And you're kind of like, well, I guess that would qualify as drunk, but you get my point. Like you're just, you're just starting up. Like, you know, it's kind of like the song from Queen, like don't stop, like it's, don't stop me, don't stop me. Like, I'm like, come on. Like, this is like, it's go time. Like, I'm like, all right, let's, let's like keep drinking. Let's carry this out. Let's have a night. That was kind of where I was at. And my wife wanted to go home. She was tired. She was worn out from the move, from everything else, and really just couldn't hang, couldn't hang. And we have different personalities about going out, which is fine. And I truly think if my wife and I went out all the time, I'm sure that there there would be issues, too. Or if we were shut-ins, I'm sure I would have issues with that, too. We balance each other out. And I love that we are able to, you know, I can tell, hey, I'm going to go out. And she's like, cool, whatever. I'm going to watch whatever some Netflix rom-com. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, and it's cool. It's copacetic. We have no issues at all with that. But in that night, I was like, I really want to stay out. And I didn't like solo stay out. Um, you know, I, my guy Shae Ken wasn't DJing that night where I could be like, oh, I'm just going to go see Shake. Like, I'm going to walk you home and I'm going to get an Uber and I'm going to go see him. He wasn't working that night. So that wasn't that. So I look at it and I was like, all right, go home. And I was, I was just bummed out because I knew that was my last time. And I didn't really go out with a bang. And that's okay. That's life though, right? Like that, in a weird way, that was everything telling me it's time, man. It ha- it, you're probably gonna just see your friends with big events. It sucks. I hope that it's not that way, but everybody's busy, man. It's harder and harder to see your friends. I do such a shitty job with my friends who have kids. I really do. Like I, 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 you know, I kind of feel like I don't want to bother them, and and it, it makes me emotional because I'm like I should do more. Like I should do more. Like I should reach out to those guys, but I also know like. If they want to do something, I'm assuming they're gonna reach out because they have freedom. But if they have freedom from their kids, they're probably spending their time with their wife, and I don't, and I don't fucking blame them. They should. That's it's part of being in a healthy relationship. But so you just run out of like, and and you have to, you have to understand that, and you have to understand that there aren't gonna be you know, a, a random Brady Street night. You're not gonna fall ass backwards into a Brady Street night. You're not gonna fall ass backwards into, I'll just have one drink and then you're out till 2am. That that rarely happens. I mean, we, we had a night in February that was kind of like that, where it just, I don't even really know, I can't remember the context. I can't remember why we were out or what we were doing. It was a Saturday night. And all of a sudden, it just, we turned a key and went. And the text messages after were like, yeah, this is kind of like LeBron year 18. And it was true. It was because it was like, we don't do that shit anymore. Not not for things that aren't bachelor parties. Not for things that aren't like coordinated events. Like those just, that type of shit doesn't happen. But I, I hope that there are still opportunities there. And I guess the other part of this is like, I'm not dying. Like, this isn't a eulogy. Uh, You guys are probably like, Charlie, you're moving fucking 20 minutes away. You're still going to be in Milwaukee. Yeah, of course. But I don't have that 10 minute walk to Brady anymore. I can't necessarily walk to a grocery store anymore. Can't walk to my gym, which (laughs) sucks. Fucking, that's going to be the worst thing ever because I push the limits on when I can work out in the morning. So that is going to be extremely tough. Um, and, but that, that's all out the window. So it is a change. It is a transition, but I love this city so much. I want this city to succeed. I want this city to figure the fuck out when it comes to violence. I don't want to have my friend DJing and there's gunshots outside and he has to duck down. I don't want that shit. I I do hope that the city can turn a corner. And it's a problem in so many big cities right now. And it's been a problem for the last couple of years. And we we can't we don't need to go down that path, but I'll just leave it there. And I hope I, I hope and pray that things get fixed and things right size and that it doesn't continue to deteriorate where it's the 70s and 80s, maybe even early 90s where people were scared to go to big cities, scared to go to Milwaukee. I don't ever want that. I never want to hear, oh, I'm scared to go to Milwaukee. I don't think that will ever be the case again, but if it is, like that sucks, man. And I want this city to win. I want the city to be successful, not just with the sports teams, but with their bars, I understand that at some point some of these bars will shut down. I can't believe that Harp is running at the same clip, if not better, than they were. Trinity, same thing, right? Um, I Joe Cats still around. Still, I mean, they have a fucking empire, right? They have St. Vivianas. they have Dorsha, they have Cats, like they're all good. Nomad is this massive place now. What it used to be a small ass soccer bar, now it's this. Big summer party place. Um, I think in the winter it still plays. I actually think it's always good. Like their they're bartenders are friendly. Their drinks are good. Uh, the crowds are usually fun. Like there are no assholes there. Just everybody looking to have a good time. I'm very excited to see what they do for the World Cup. And you might see me there uh, for England US on that Friday. But knowing my buddies, a couple of my buddies were, uh, were probably at the Highbury but regardless i you know they i i'm very curious to see what nomad puts together uh malone's malone's will always have a special place in my heart because of our covid bar like we went out during covid um mother you can judge us for that that's fine but i had a couple group guys where we just need to get the fuck out of the house and yeah we were vaccinated when when it was possible i think I don't know i don't think we were vaccinated actually when we first started going out and but yeah you wear a mask at the bar take your mask off things like that they didn't require you to like put your mask back on during sips like it was the the whole mask thing like i packed away a bunch of masks today and i was like i hope i never have to fucking wear these again uh but the the fact of the matter is is like malone's will always be special to me and i'm not gonna I, i was like realizing like i could rattle off all of these Brady Street bars, and I rattle off a hundred of them. And it's not just about bars, breweries too. To see the brewery scene come back to life is one of the cooler things that I was a part of. Um, you know, it's, I think Third Space is celebrating their 60 year anniversary. So literally, um, right when I came, when I, right when I moved down here, basically, Third Space was adopted. Eagle Park, I think, just had. They just had their five year anniversary last year, 1840, uh, had their five year uh, over the summer, which great brewery. uh, Gathering Place is continuing to grow. I mean, while I'm very sick of all the tweets about it and I get why it's promotion, it's awareness, it's the whole thing. It's just, I need to mute their retweets. Cheesehead TV, like Gathering Place, I think is, you know, moving along at a good clip. Like it's great, man, just to see all of them enlightened, you know, still has a voice here and there. Um, it's awesome to see just more and more breweries come to life and be a part of of what the city is all about and what it's been about with being the brew city. So it's probably it's probably at the time where I I need to wrap this thing up. And we'll move on to talking about sports because I've already went 25 minutes and this might have just been a therapy session. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I'll, I'm now having like FOMO if I should actually share this out entirely um, because it was off the chain. It was off the like head. I didn't write anything down. I usually try to do some show notes. I didn't for this because I was like, you know what? It's, it's whatever comes to me. And... I I do love this city. I'm ready to leave. I know it's time. It it, it just is. But I want anyone who listens who has played a part in making me love this city that I love you and that you did a lot for me. And there were times where I was, you know, I, I was kind of a piece of shit. I'll be honest. I was working part time, I wasn't making a ton of money probably spending too much at the bars, but still it was worth it, man. So worth it. I wouldn't take that away. And I just, you know, and it, it brought me through a lot of things. And it, there are a lot of moments that I'll remember. Again, I mentioned like I was way overweight. I was in a really bad spot for a while and got myself out of that. That was great. I was able to leave a job that I fucking hated and nearly didn't take it, which is crazy looking back. And the one I take got me fired, but still I was a bad worker for a while and that's part of it. But still like, I, I nearly turned it down and then was convinced to come and everything like that. I remember that, I remember getting fired, which really wasn't that big of a deal because I got a job in I think like a month after. It was, like, it was no skin off my back. And then I got laid off again um, the year after. And then I didn't find a job for five months. I, it was the hardest five months of my life. And I probably, I think I did, actually, there's podcasts where I talk about Kobe's death. And I talk about how Kobe's death, like, inspired me to just to just figure it out. And how... When that happened, like, and I still remember, I think that's something I'll never forget. Like, I was in a grocery store. I think I was in the, like, canned foods aisle and Kobe had died. I saw it on my phone. And, but, like, listening to all the stories and all the things about the mama mentality, like, I just, I, I, like, turned it on and I became a machine and thankfully got a job right before COVID. And I never know. I, like, that's, like, the scariest story of my life is uh, there is a alternate universe the upside down if you will where I don't have a job at the start of COVID and I don't know what happens I, I really don't I don't know if I have a wife I don't know if, I don't know if I'm working in marketing still or doing social media um, so I they're going through a lot of shit but I'm always thankful for calls. And I will never fucking forget it. I really won't. Um, it's, it meant the world to me. And it, it they did, they, I grew up there. Um, and, and so I know this is long winded as I'm trying to end it. But I think what I'm trying to say is that Milwaukee made me into the man that I am today. And if it wasn't for Milwaukee, I, I wouldn't be who I am. And it's molded me, and it's changed me, it's enlightened me, it's it's done so much. So I thank you for that. And let's to, let's talk about sports, all right? Let's let's get into sports. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's talk about the Wisconsin Badgers and the Ohio State Buc- Buckeyes. Thank you uh, for those who indulge there. Um, I will make sure that things are timestamped for you in case you don't want to hear my therapy session. Uh, But if you do, I, I appreciate it greatly. All right, so let's start with the Green Bay Packers. So Green Bay Packers, Tampa Buccaneers, marquee game. Green Bay Packers have a ton of guys on the injury report as of Thursday. I do not usually buy into injury reports this early in the week. I try to really look at it Friday. Um, from all that you know, usually Friday is the indication on whether you're playing or not. And so I think we'll know on Friday if these guys are gonna go or these guys aren't. Um, they're missing a lot of receivers. Kenny Clark popped up on there, but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna freak out. I'm, not, I, I'm really not. And so the Packers right now, it's the line is even. Uh, so that line has moved in the Packers' favor. The Packers were a one and a half point dog. They're even heading into Tampa Bay. And I think it's a fair line. I think it really is because I think two teams who don't know what they're about right now. And I think they're still trying to find themselves. Tom Brady is a shell of what he used to be. I think Tom Brady's really taking his relationship issues to heart and I think it's fucking him up. I think it's weird. He's not practicing Wednesday. I realize Tom Brady's 45 years old, but I still think you need practice. I'll be very curious to see how this all works out for the for the Buccaneers this week against the Packers because I'd argue this is the best team the, Pack- the Buccaneers have faced um, in the first three weeks. I think the Saints are a fringe playoff contender. I think the Cowboys are also a fringe playoff contender at this point. So I think you're now playing the big Puma Um, and you get another one with the Chiefs next week. As I said to Mitch yesterday, I think we're going to know a lot more about the Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers, we've went over his Florida struggles. It hasn't been great. So is it worth betting on the Packers? I would say that if you do bet on the Packers, do not put them with anything. Do not put them with a parlay. Do not put them with a tease, unless it's the same game tease, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, Do not just, it's just a straight bet. Like, just whatever your unit is, like, that's the bet. And I I appreciate you wanting to bet on your team. I get it. But that's it. Like, I think there's enough sort of how this could go wrong on the other side where it's, like, it doesn't make sense to be, like, hey, I parlayed the Packers and the Texans and the Titans. Just an example. Total, absolute example. But, like, that would not win you money. Like, don't do that type of shit. Don't load up. Don't be, like, oh, I'm putting, like, five units on the Packers. No. No, no, no. Just straight bet the Packers. I think it's worth it because of just theirs. They just have a lot more cohesion, I think, right now than the Buccaneers. And I just think the Buccaneers have a potential to be frauds. I think the Green Bay Packers just need to do what they did against Chicago. And they'll they'll thrive. And I think running the football, getting Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon, a lot of other guys involved, I think is going to go a long way. So I like Packers with the even spread. As for the over-under at 42, it is the lowest over-under for Aaron Rodgers' career since 2014. Um, I think this is a complete stay away. Um, you could argue, if you want, that unders have been hitting so well the first two weeks that maybe you go the other way and you say, all right, everything's going over. Uh, you saw the Browns and Steelers go over barely i I don't expect it to be as much of a defensive fight as the line is making it out to be i I just don't I don't see that I think it's going to be there's gonna be a little more scoring I wouldn't be surprised if it's around the number i again it's a pass for me um i I don't think there's any edge at this point um and maybe maybe there's something odd sharks. Why? let's put a large shark just to just to be sure which I should have done before I apologize. Uh, but yeah, I'm not taking the under. While I wait and pull that to see if the under is worth betting, what I would recommend if you wanted to do something a little fun is the same game tease. Um, teases are you can tease the numbers up to six, six and a half, seven, sometimes seven and a half. Uh, if you, and there's a company juice from it. And usually it's about even when you do two teams uh, in, in the same game. I would do the Packers up to plus six or plus seven, however you prefer. And then I would take that under up to 48 or 49. I think you would be sitting really, really fucking pretty if you did a tease here. Because I I just, I don't think the Packers are going to lose by more than seven points. I don't think there's going to be more than 49 points in that game. And so that's where I would look at it and say, all right, that's where I would take the Packers and in that tease environment. So Packers actually, in some books, are plus are plus one. So they're dogs. So it's not nec- just because ESPN says they're even. Uh, 55% of the money right now is on Tampa Bay. 72% on the over. Uh, so the over is, I would say, slightly public at this point. If you do also want to look at the over-unders, Packers-unders have gone gone that way four of the last six games is from Odd shark Green Bay only two and five ATS. A Tampa actually is four and one. Tampa's the over is gone uh four Tampa Bay's last seven Green Bay games five times we've seen that. So I I don't know. I don't like it. I like I said, I feel good about just holding. If I threw it in a tease, I could absolutely one hundred percent get down with it. Um but yeah, I'd say bet to make is packers even but be careful with it don't load up and then i would say do not touch the over under there could be a live bet opportunity here if brady comes on the field gets a touchdown maybe there's a way to live bet the packers get some plus money i'll be very curious to see how this line moves as the weekend goes on because i wouldn't be surprised if it's tampa minus one and a half when it's all said and done moving on to college football and the wisconsin badgers they are playing Ohio State. Uh, we talked about it yesterday on having the It's the most important game for the Badgers in a long, long time. Can they keep it within a number? Right now, Wisconsin is a 18 point dog. It is quite the number. Uh, Paul Christ had his radio show today, and that guy, you need they need to work on getting Paul Christ like muted mics because he just loved breathing into that mic. It was like, Jesus Christ, Paul, just take. Take it ease, like just settle, settle her down. But yes, Ohio State, Wisconsin should be a slobber knocker. I expect Wisconsin to do similar things to Notre Dame. Like I said, we talked about this last week. I think you're, I think you're going to see a similar approach for Wisconsin, and that is more than enough reason to lay the 18 points because you just assume that Ohio State won't get the ball that often. And so something fucking crazy will have to happen for you to have, for you to lose that number. But I don't, I really don't think you're going to lose that number. I think that is the play to make. I think that will, that will help out. And I think because of that, because you're playing the plus 18, you should also play the under. Because usually, um, this is a little betting advice for those who don't know, and are maybe novices, if you're going to bet, a underdog you might as well bet the under because the the assumption is they will muck it up they will make it really dirty for the opposition so I personally personally think that that's what the Badgers are going to have to do and yeah I think plus 18 the under I don't see Ohio State making this a track meet even though they want to I really don't see this becoming any sort of track meet other betting thoughts it's quite the week for the NCAA. There are so many. Tasty lines without looking. Without just. Without looking there are some just really. <sighs> Sorry right now. Really fun games. Um, I am excited for a variety of them. I knew Duke Kansas. I think you have to like put on your radar. Uh, TCU Southern Mess. Southern Mess is Near like top bet for the month just because they hate Sunny Dykes. Uh, they hate just, there's a lot of rivalry in that. And so I think Southern Miss has kind of been disrespected uh, with the talk that's been going on. Let's see. Uh, Clemson, Wake Forest, Wake Forest, a live, live dog. The question is, will they be too sexy of a live dog? So far not. 81% is on the spread Clemson minus seven. Clemson does have a very good defense that could frustrate Wake Forest, but Wakes Wake's came close. You have Florida, Tennessee, which should be fun. Um, That's always a good matchup. Tech, Texas, Texas Tech, another sneaky potential, but actually I kind of like Texas in that spot. I think Texas Tech is a little overrated. Uh, we saw that with NC State. The, lot, the odds makers still haven't really caught up. You're going to have Quinn Ewers Euro, back. Uh, so you have that Notre Dame, North Carolina, Minnesota, Michigan State. Like uh, I mean, you got games, man. This and I didn't even get. I'm not even at the night slate. That's the crazy thing. Oregon, Washington State, Washington State, another very very live dog. Um, so that's that should be a good game, oh, man. It's it's an awesome weekend of college football. Hope you guys have time to enjoy it. Arkansas, Texas, and I mean. They're, it's just littered with really good games. And so I hope you guys are all able to enjoy that. And hopefully you can break away from your projects to watch the variety of college football games. I know I'm going to be looking forward to having all my internet and TV set up so I can just pop on a game while I'm unpacking shit. Um, this will probably be both Saturday and Sunday for that matter. As for the NFL in terms of game other games i it's a really really tough slate because there are so many road favorites and you're like which trade road favorite do i hate the most I hate the raiders i will say that i think even though the raiders are on two titans are own two i know it sucks plug your nose to pick the titans but there's some data that backs up that at this that the own two team should win this game the Chiefs are going to be extremely popular going to the Colts. Right now it's at five and a half. I almost wonder if the Chiefs are past your theory of like, hey, do not fall for the cheese like you did with the Bengals. I think there are some cheese teams in here, but I maybe the Chiefs are above it. Speaking of cheese teams, you have the Buffalo Bills. Up to six and a half against the Dolphins. That makes no sense. I understand how good the Bills have been, but it's a short trip. It's a extra day. Played on Monday night. It's a heat. It's gonna be hot. It's eighty-six projected right now for Bills Dolphins. The games always are crazy between Bills Dolphins. It's never it's never like a blowout, um, especially in Miami. Um, and I just I don't like that number. I think the Bills I think it's gonna be close. I think the Bills still win. That's that's a close game. I also I hate the Lions minus six against or the Vikings Lions laying six against the Lions. Like that that has no real rhyme or reason um i love getting through with the patriots against the ravens belichick hates john harbaugh i wouldn't be surprised if uh, the patriots do pull that one out and maybe make my parlay teams that i usually put out for myself every week but yeah i mean there's awesome there's some, there's some good games and I will not get mad about the primetime because the primetime games leave, well, the Buccaneers-Packers is good, but then you go to 49ers-Broncos and you're like, yeah, it's, it's not as good as I think people had hoped it was. But, yeah, so we'll make sure that we're covering everything. Um, we will sign off uh, next time you'll hear me. I'll be in Milwaukee. I'll be in Brookfield. I'll <laughs> I'm already there. I'll be, in, I'll be in Brookfield uh, starting on Monday, so we'll talk then. Uh, well, hopefully, the acoustics in the basement work. Um, if not, got a little problem on our hands. We'll figure that out. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Bye.